who, or perhaps I should say what, plays a pivotal role in the drama we know as the Christmas story of the birth of Jesus Christ. Matthew tells us that it is one of them who brought the announcement of the upcoming birth to Joseph. Luke tells us that it was one of them who brought the announcement of the upcoming birth to Mary. And in our first scriptural passage from Luke today, it again tells us that it was a host of them that brought the birth announcement to the shepherds. I'm referring, of course, to angels. Their role in the story of the birth of Jesus has practically been immortalized by Christmas carol writers. Think of the carols we've sung this time of year, some of which we will hear today. Angels we have heard on high. The first Noel the angels did say, Hark, the herald angels sing. To hear the carol writers say it, the angels had a lot to talk about concerning Christmas. And biblically speaking, those carol writers are right. We may not have realized, but it is principally from angels that we learn the significance of the birth of Jesus. But why should we care what the angels say about that birth? What is it about them that makes them reliable sources to listen to? The Bible tells us that they play an important role in the communications God has with us. They are frequently referred to as angels of God. They have been described as messengers from God. Therefore, what they say or they do comes directly from God. In today's first passage, the birth announcement was stated by an angel who declared to us what is important to know about the birth of Jesus. I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. But who needs good news of great joy? The answer is obvious. All of us do. Each and every one of us do. Especially in this time of pandemic, caused disruption, isolation, illness, and loss. The news of great joy was needed long before this pandemic by those who are discriminated against, cast out of society, displaced because of politics, war, and violence. They did need and they still need the news of great joy. Based on personal experience, I believe there are people in our lives that are angels to us. They don't have to say anything to us. Just their presence brings us good news. We all are surrounded by angels, and the way they treat us and speak to us brings us good news. So the question becomes, who in our lives needs an angel? Look, all of us do. However, what is important in this time of Christmas is not necessarily what that we need an angel, but instead, can we become an angel to someone else? Can 
we all be that angel to those in need. Certainly the homeless, the unemployed, the depressed, the anxious, and the homebound, and the lonely, and so many more need an angel with good news. They are out there waiting for an angel to come into their lives and tell them the news of great joy, the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, who, if asked, can reside within them. We all need an angel. And let's become an angel to others. Amen. One of my personal favorites in the Christmas story are the shepherds. To understand their significance, we need to delve into Jewish society that existed almost 2,000 years ago. In the social structure of that society, the shepherds were almost the lowest of the law. The only people beneath them were those suffering from leprosy. They were despised by most people of the day. They were completely unable to follow the details of the Jewish religious laws and regulations that were the cornerstone of Jewish society. They were not able to follow the rules like meticulous hand washing and many of the other regulations mandated by their religion. Caring for their flocks made far too many demands upon them. So their fellow Jews rejected them and looked down upon them. They were given the derogatory name that was also given to non-Jews, people of the land. But it was to these rejected and refused people that God chose to make the most miraculous of announcements. These people were the first to learn from God of the birth of Jesus Christ. Why the shepherds? I feel the answer is very significant. God chose the lowly shepherds because God wants the message of Jesus Christ to go to everyone. All people, no matter where we are in our lives, no matter what we have done, no matter how far we have fallen, the miracle and meaning of Jesus that God loves us all, each and every one of us, is meant for all of us to hear. We can all be born anew to a life where the presence of Jesus the Christ is never ending, no matter how poor or wealthy healthy or ill, suffering from a loss or joyous over a birth, the miracle of the arrival of Jesus is for us all. The shepherds not only heard the good news, they incorporated that news and Jesus into their lives. They came to know that Jesus was their long-awaited Messiah, Savior, Lord, for whom they should believe in and follow. They then spread that good news far and wide. We are called to do the same thing. We are to embrace the miracle of the birth of Jesus. We are to bring that miracle into our lives, experience then the renewal of our lives, and then through the living of our lives, 
spread the miracle of Jesus far and wide to a world that so desperately needs a miracle. Amen. The wise men. Tradition has given the wise men some characteristics that are not in the Bible. We don't know how many wise men there were. The Bible speaks about three gifts, so tradition has made it three wise men. There could have been five, ten, fifteen, or twenty, or more. Also, there is no biblical reference to the men being kings. Instead, they were referred to as wise men, or in older texts, as magi. Some ancient historians believe that being a magi means one came from the tribe of the Medeans that were part of the empire of Persia. We do know that they traveled from the east. If they did come from Persia, they made a very long and arduous journey. I've seen estimates of anywhere from two months to five years. They also traveled through lands that were very dangerous at the time. At all times, they were at risk of being robbed and murdered for the fortune that they carried in gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, of course, is a well-known substance. It has always had value as a precious metal. That was true at the birth of Jesus, and it's still true today. Frankincense is a type of perfume used as incense at religious services, and it sets off a soothing aroma. It is a resin or sap from a tree. Myrrh is also a sap from a tree, but it is used as an anointing oil in the coronation ceremony of kings, queens, and other royalty. All three were were known to be gifts of honor and status. They reflect what the wise men thought of the baby they found. The giving of gifts to Jesus is not limited to the three wise men. That may have been the basis for Paul's description of how we have all been given gifts to be given in the name of Jesus Christ in our service to God. At Romans 12, verses 4 through 8, it is written, So we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually, We are members of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy in proportion to faith. Ministry in ministering. The teacher in teaching. The exhorter in exhortation. The giver in generosity. The leader in diligence. The compassionate in cheerfulness. Perhaps that is the meaning of the gifts of the three wise men. They give of themselves to Jesus, just as we are called to do the same. We may not have gold, frankincense, or myrrh, but we all have been given many gifts by which we have been blessed, that we are to share with others in the name of Jesus Christ in our service to God. May we do so today. Amen.